Big Queer Wrestling Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Hope Spot Clothing Company. Hope Spot are a brand that look to celebrate more inclusive world in professional wrestling, with money from each purchase being donated to a variety of different causes. Listeners to the podcast now receive 10% off using the promo code BQWPOD over at hopespotcc.com. Hello and welcome to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Joshua. Today, I'm joined by the Queen of Monsters, Ivy. Um, I'm going to pass it over to herself so she can introduce herself properly because before this podcast, I called her by the wrong nickname. <laughs> you're not the first one and you'll not be the last one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so hi, I'm uh, Ivy, Queen of the Monsters. So we'll get right into it. How long have you been wrestling and what got you into it in the first place? Like, were you a lifetime fan? Did you happen to come across the training school? Uh, so I'm coming into, I'm five years, I would have been five years in August, so just over five years since I started training. Um, pretty much a lifetime fan, yeah, as long as I can remember. Um, I have sort of like vague memories of... Um, playing the the games on the PlayStation One with a neighbour when I was you know like young young maybe year one year two however old you are back then so I have sort of vague memories of playing those games and that's what kind of first got me into wrestling and then I I must have discovered it on the TV um, one day and I've just always watched it ever since then um, as I got a bit older and like into 18 plus years I started going out drinking and doing all the usual stuff you would do and started you know maybe putting on a bit of weight which I've never done before because I was you know young and as you are and I decided that I needed to find something a hobby that would you know force me to go to the gym I don't like going to the gym I still don't like going to the gym um but with wrestling it, it kind of gave me a reason to do that so because wrestling was the only thing I'd ever really been into, I, I used to horse ride when I was younger as well, um, but I wanted something a bit more um, that, that forced me to, to need to do a bit more. So I uh, just looked up local wrestling schools and that was it. Ever since then, this is what I've done. Nice. So where did you start? Did you start with House of Pain? Because that's where you train now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Trainer House of Pain, but I started um, with NCWA in Sheffield. Uh, they're not around anymore, um, but yeah, that's where I started being trained by um, me Machine, Mark Sanders. Um, but then in the last few years, I've moved, moved to House of Pain with Sticks. And from what you were saying earlier, he calls you by the wrong nicknames too. So that he, makes he me feel better. Yeah, yeah. On that, I think it was the first hot TV we did, I watched back and he kept calling me the poison princess i was like that's jade <laughs> i'm not offended by being compared to jade but i feel a bit bad uh, pinching a nickname i mean you can get more than one princess like but you've got your you own can, thing you're the princess i'm the queen <laughs> is there a yeah is there a particular like you said you basically watch wrestling the entire time is there particular wrestlers that you were like, these are my favourites, I love these people? Or have you yeah. just sort of been an all-rounder? Yeah, so like, it, it, it changed as I got like older and understood it more. So when I was really young, like my favourite was always The Rock. Like The Rock's the, the first person I remember like being, he, The Rock is my favourite wrestler. Um, so he was, you know, like the, the first one for me. 
and then as I got older, um, I loved Edge. Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time. I love Edge. Very good choice. Um, as, we, as we all do, you know. Like, and if I'm honest, <laughs> when I was a bit younger, I thought I was dead cool because I was like, no one's favorite wrestler is Edge. Everyone likes, you know, all the the Steve Austin's and your John Cena and Undertaker, and I'm the only one that likes Edge. And as I got older, I realized that's not true. <laughs> Everyone loves Edge, um, but yeah, so Edge, Edge was up there, and um, I loved Eddie Guerrero. And then Lita, obviously, as a, a young tomboy, Lita was everything. <laughs> I think I haven't had a lot of women on this podcast yet, which I'm trying to change. Um, but the few that I have had on, I think they've all mentioned Lita. And then Visage yeah. mentioned Lita as well. And I think she plays a massive part in wrestling for people that are sort of between, I'd say between 25 and 35, she plays quite a big role for them. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you speak to any woman a similar age to me, everyone will mention Lita. Um, she was the, when I was that age, like she was super cool with, you know, the red hair. And if you saw me, not so much now, but before I used to have red hair and that was all, you know, I wanted to be like Lita. I wanted to look like Lita and it, it was just, she was so cool. I, I was a bit, I wasn't like full on tomboy, but I was a little bit of a tomboy and I used to hang about with all the guys because they, they all yeah. watched wrestling and stuff. And Enough that it so clicked like, with she you. Was the first. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so she, she's a big influence sort of from back then. Nice. So were you an Attitude Era child? Is that when you yeah, got I was, into it? Yeah, yeah. I was Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny. Watch, I went back recently, sort of in my spare time. I was watching old Raws from like two thousand one onwards, and like I I still love it now. Like you watch it back, and I still think it's great now. And I watch like how many big stars and stuff they had back then, and I just like I'm glad that that's the era that I grew up in. Yeah, it's an insane one to look back on. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think people want it back now, but I think some of the stuff that you wouldn't get away with half of the stuff they did. Yeah, the, so. the product had to move on. It had to move on with the times and it's right to be where it is now. It, you couldn't go back to that. And I'm sure we look back on it and, you know, it, it's great because you look back on it and it's nostalgia and whatnot. But if you, you did that nowadays, you, you couldn't. It's just things have changed and we've, we've got better. Um, and so it's the right thing yeah. for it to be where it is now. But we can look back at that with a uh, with enjoyment, I guess. Yeah. With there being more options now, are you still solidly a WWE girl, or do you go into all the other stuff? AEW, New Japan. I try. I try and watch as much as I can. Um, Brady, my overall, obviously, he watches as much wrestling as as physical possible. So when he's when he's around like wrestling is on the tv so whatever wrestling he can find will be on there so we, we watch AEW weekly we watch as much wwe as we can um new japan if we've got time you know the bigger sort of pay-per-view uh, yeah. type stuff will um, watch um even like things like nwa ring of honor we have it all on during the week um yeah. just whatever we can, we can get our hands on really um, WWE's, you know, it's, that's what I grew up with. But it's always been at the centre of everything for me. Um, but there's so much out there now that you've got to watch. You've got to watch. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. I'm really jealous that, like, because you, it's 
because you've got a wrestling partner, I think, that you'll sit and watch it together. I can't get my other half to watch my matches, let alone <laughs> other <laughs> other matches. I'm sat in there, like, nerding out to something happening on whatever I'm watching, and he's sat there going, yeah, I couldn't care less. So I'm a little bit jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, but, but when you want a break from it, you do not get a break. Like, it, honestly, it is all we watch is wrestling. Like, um, I'm so happy that um, Sex Education started on Netflix, and this weekend we actually watched something different that wasn't wrestling. It's such that's something a good we show. Together. So, like, it gave us a break. <laughs> I, I'm, I think we're on episode three of that, and I could go properly off on a tangent, but yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, we've done three, I think. Yeah, it's it's so good. And I think we noticed, I don't know if season one and two are the same. Season three is an eight, it recommends you be 18 years old. And we wondered why. It and feels like it is a bit more graphic. Yeah. Like, I think the very first season is pretty graphic, isn't it? It does, it does feel like this season, so, but maybe maybe I've just put it out of my head from previous, but this time it does feel... No, it felt, it felt a little, more, little bit more graphic for... For us to watch, we were sat there like embarrassed children, but we won't go off on a tangent because I love that show and I could quite happily talk about how much I love it. I we won't get distracted by that. No, we'll move on. <laughs> so you've been wrestling just over five years. Yeah. Um, I've seen quite a bit of your stuff. I've seen you do quite a lot of single stuff. I've seen you with uh, Brady, and I've seen you as Pretty Little Killers. Um, how how did you start out? What was the? I'm assuming you weren't always queen of monsters. Um, I so I was actually because um, so the reason I'm queen of monsters is when I started, I was put in um a faction called the monsters. So I was the queen of the monsters. Um, so literally, it was given to me by another worker. He was sort of doing you know doing match announcements on Facebook, and he called it me as just a sort of a, a little nickname and it just stuck from there really and that's that's how I ended up with um with Queen of the Monsters because of the the faction being called the Monsters so um I started out you know with a, a group of uh, it was three other guys so it was a singles wrestler and a tag and then me sort of on the sidelines getting involved and whatnot so um I've always been um singles and tag wrestling like I've always had a mixture of of everything um, which is why I guess I carried on um, later in my career with Brady and, and Ruby as well. Um, I've always sort of had, I, I think it's good to, to do some of, like have yourself and then have some tag stuff as well. So you've got a bit of everything, got a bit of variation. Yeah, it, it it's really good because it basically means you can fit anywhere you needed to fit. It makes you very versatile yeah. for whoever wants to bring you in. It's a good thing to be able to do. Yeah, when... and I, I love tag wrestling. Like tag wrestling is a completely different skill to just singles wrestling. Oh, hundred um, percent. And like so many, like you can tell so many good stories and things like that as well. So, um, I really, I really enjoy tag wrestling. So you started off in the monsters faction. When when did it move on from that? Did you go straight into the uh, pretty little? Lit, oh, I can't speak. I'm sorry. Pretty little. I can't say it. <laughs> It's messing with it. Did you go straight? There we go. PLK. PLK. Did you go straight into that team, or was there like a break where you were doing your own thing, and then you were like, "We go well together," and then you went that way because you you work so well together. It was kind of just like quite natural uh, with Ruby. So, 
Um, I actually wrestled Ruby quite early on. I was quite new when I wrestled Ruby. Um, that was the first time I ever met her. And then I think maybe I saw her. I think I went to watch a Progress show, and she was there. Um, and so I was sat with her, and we were just chatting, whatever. And it just turned out like we've got a lot in common and, and got on really well. And then uh, I was still with the monsters at this point. And uh, I think she was doing a show in Leeds, and she said, you know, do you want to come along and, and like, help me out or whatever? So I went along, and the promoter put me in the match, and we just kind of... It just felt natural. Like, it was just... Like, we'd always been friends, and we just, you know, knew each other so well and each other's stuff, and it just... It went so well. Um, and then we just said, you know, like, there's nobody else in the UK, or there's not many people in the UK doing uh, an all-female tag team, so let's, let's try it and see what we can do. And uh, so Ruby actually joined the Monsters. Um, so we, we added her into the Monsters and we became a tag team um, within the Monsters with some of the other guys. And then just as things do, that kind of like fizzled out and me and Ruby just, just stuck together and sort of working other promotions outside of uh, the training school and stuff. And here we are. Yeah, because I've, I've seen you do bits and bobs. I've seen you do... I've seen you wrestle in like a playground in I think it was yeah. a false count yeah. anywhere match or a hardcore match. So like it's not like you just do tag team stuff, you you kick the crap out of people. It's great. I think your tag team's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just you know, like it is an all female tag team, but we don't want to be you know, we only wrestle females, that's not what we do. We wanna wrestle everyone and if we can uh, sort of get people into into gender wrestling or you know that's that's always a great thing because I, I think intergender is becoming more and more popular and more and more people are sort of seeing the benefits of it and and that it is as entertaining as male male female female wrestling so why why should we not go out there and kick the crap out of the boys you know yeah i really strongly agree i i like intergender wrestling I think it benefits men and women. I think yeah. men and women that have wrestled other men and women instead of just men or just women tend to have just a little bit more about them. Yeah, definitely. Not, not, I definitely agree. not in yeah. every case. I'm not going to say that outright because I know not everyone's comfortable with it. My my example in my head is Candice LeRae. Yeah. Because she wrestled men and women and I think it helped her and that's what I see as a prime example and then you see more and more of it because it lets you go into a completely different area you can work it a completely different way yeah yeah there's so many different stories you can tell as well and I, I, like often I get you know promoters because I predominantly work heel um very rarely do I work babyface and sometimes they'll sort of say to me how does this work when you're you're the heel because that sort of your normal expectation is that the, the woman would be the good guy and the, the guy would be, you know, the bad guy. And I we kind of, like, flip it on its head with uh, with us normally being heels. So there's so many sort of different stories you can tell. And the more people you work, the better, whether that's male or female, the more people that you can work with, you're always going to get some type of variation. So, you know, you're just, you're almost doubling the, the type talent pool that you can work with if you're into intergender wrestling so it's, it's good for everyone i think yeah i i strongly agree um when i first met you you were managing 
Brady Phillips. How long have you been yeah. doing that part of it? When did that start? Um. Oh, I want to say that must be... It's over three years, I think, we've been doing that now. Um. So, yeah, I started off uh, with Brady at Elevation, which I think is where you would have... Yeah. ...for Dino's together. Yeah, so um, Joseph Connors at Elevation sort of give us that platform to, to try that out and see um, see how that worked and obviously it worked very well and we're <laughs> where we are today so uh, yeah that was the first sort of place we, we worked and then we moved to uh, or was working at Southside as well which is kind of our first like big break together um, getting onto Southside and Ben Old like very nicely gave us a chance to, to show what we could do um, and as much as I love wrestling, I love being a manager as well. Like again, it's it's like having the tag stuff. I like doing the tag stuff. I like doing singles wrestling, and I also like valeting. Um, it's a again another great way to tell a story, and it gives gives it a different dynamic. It gives a match a different dynamic. It makes things easier for for Brady. It makes things easier for me if you've got someone to sort of bounce things from. Um, so yeah, so we've uh, we've we've done that in a few places now something that I think I, I wonder whether promoters think they're offending me if that's what they want me to do instead of wrestling but I'm quite happy you know if that's the, the act that they want then I'm yeah. happy to do that because I love doing it I think I've already said it a few times I think it shows how much of a versatile wrestler you are because you get a lot of people that do one or two things and they're not really comfortable leaving that whereas you've already said a couple of times like yeah. you'll do whatever you'll try whatever, you'll make it work, and you enjoy trying different things. I think being an open book in wrestling is incredibly helpful. Um, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think it helps you stand out. When it comes yeah, it to... it gives you something a bit different. Like you say, it's, uh, it's easy to... If, if a promoter's got a spot, it's easy to say, you know, well, this person can do that, they could do this or this or this. You know, it gives you gives you that edge over maybe someone who just sticks to one thing. Yeah. They can put you on the mic, they can give you a baseball bat and have you as a manager, they can have you kick the shit out of someone. Like, everything works. Yeah, yeah. Have you got particular matches or, like, segments on a show that you go back to, sort of, that make you smile, that you like this went really well, I'm proud of this, you would recommend for someone to maybe try and find on YouTube or through one of the streaming services? Um, so I know, like, from a manager point of view, there is a match, I think, I'm sure it's on YouTube, I'm sure, sure Dean Allmark uploaded it, it's Dean Allmark versus Brady, um, and it's a, a Pure Rules uh, match um, with uh, Brady as the champion. And... Um, I'm ringside for it, and it's just a great sort of, because um, obviously you know Dean is very traditional and he's very you know well known in British wrestling, and so it kind of like a merging of his style and then us, you know, doing the shenanigans and doing sort of the extra stuff, and then there's the added addition of the rope break rules and things like that. So that, I think that's a nice match to sort of, and I'm not I'm not wrestling in it, but to sort of show the, the dynamic that we had um, as a tag team. And the time we had in Southside was absolutely brilliant. We loved it there. Um, so that's a, a great one to watch, just to see sort of the dynamic that we have um, between us as manager and wrestler. Nice. Have you got any that you would recommend as a PLK? 
I'm not even going to attempt to say the tag name again. <laughs> uh, ones that you could find. Uh, there's a nice one. You know, it's on. Uh, it'll be on their demand. But we did one at Fierce Females, uh, which was myself and Ruby versus Rosie Knight and Angel Hayes. Um, Angels of the Night is their tag name. Uh, that was that was the last PLK match before the pandemic. Um, so it was a bit of a shame because we were sort of really getting into our stride with tag wrestling and we've been working really hard on it. And that match was sort of like, yeah, okay, you know, we, we can do this. We've got all this like cool stuff and we're showing sort of new tag team that, because they, this was their first uh, match as a tag team. So we were kind of like taking them and saying, you know, like, okay, we can help you plan this tag match because now we're, we've got our tag stuff down. Um, so it was like really good for us back then. And then obviously we hit the pandemic. Um, but that was kind of the last, like, real good, solid tag match before the uh, the pandemic. So that was on Fierce Females. Um, and then if you want to find the playground, the one we're in the playground, I believe, is online. Um, I'm pretty sure that's on YouTube. Yeah, I think it is um, with the Merseyside Mercenary Squad. Um, so you should be able to find that online somewhere as well. Um, I apologise for... Uh, <laughs> was running around that playground like mad heads for the children that were on there when we um when we ran across <laughs> the field into it. <laughs> I I think it's great personally. Um, you were just saying about lockdown and you were just finding your stride before it all happened. Um, obviously it messed with everyone and it got in the way of people that were building momentum and finding their actual niche and their spot. Now that things have opened up again. You've had a few shows in the last couple of months. Is if you do you know what the plan is going forward? I just I just want to do as much as I can. Um, so you know I'm not I'm not here pushing PLK. I'm not pushing myself and Brady. I'm not pushing me as a singles wrestler. I just want to do as much as I can. Um, if someone wants us to be PLK, I'll do that. If someone wants me to be manager for Brady or wants me to tag with Brady, I'll do that. If someone wants me singles, you know, I'm open to everything. I just want to get out as much as I can. Um, I'm getting on. I'm 32 now. So, you know, which doesn't seem old, I'm, I know, but, you know, you hang around with, as with Lizzie yesterday, and Lizzie was absolutely shocked that I was 32 and she's 22. I'll be honest. Um, so, you know. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm quite surprised by that. I thought we were the same age. So no, I'm 27. No. So... No, I'm an oldie. I'm an oldie, unfortunately. So I just want to get as much in as I can before, at some point, the body says no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for. Like, you just want to make the most of it, especially after it was taken away for eighteen months, and there's so much uncertainty to what's actually going to happen next. Is is there specific yeah. goals? Have you got any like a specific place that you'd like to go? A, a match you want a title you'd like to win just to sort of get out in the universe I think uh, my achievable goal for now is I'd like to get I say achievable that sounds big headed and I don't mean it like that just like one that I'm working towards now is I'd like to do sort of the, the bigger UK shows so I'd love to do progress um, I'd love to do ICW um, I'd like to get on EVE as well I think because you know, with the, it, it feels like since we come back, sort of women's wrestling has, has taken off massively. 
and like just spending time with all the girls backstage at the minute is is incredible just like everybody's so supportive and so helpful of one another and I just think like doing a show like Eve which is you know the biggest women's show that we've got in the UK I'd love to be able to even if it's just one just to sort of be there and and sort of with all, with the rest of the girls and see what we can we can do uh, so it's just maybe okay it's just getting out there I just want to wrestle as much as I can before I have to call it quits if I end up somewhere higher and further then so be it but I, I just want to get as many places as I can yeah just enjoy doing what you enjoy doing yeah yeah I think sometimes in wrestling you can sort of get brought down and the stress of like you know everyone's trying to make it a career we'd all love for it to be a career and you can get sort of dragged down by you know I'm not getting this spot and oh god what if I, what if I can't get on there and I need to get on there and I'm not getting enough but you need to take the time to stop and enjoy what you're doing and that's what I'm really trying to sort of work on at the minute is is just enjoying it while I can but getting the most out of it so I don't look back and have any regrets yeah no, i understand that i think lockdown had an effect on a lot of us where it was yeah we want the possible career or the future out of this but we've all missed it that much that it's a i just want to do it i just want to go see people i haven't seen in a year two years i want to enjoy being around people and kick the crap out of each other exactly yeah that's it and it was so weird i don't know how you felt coming back to shows and seeing people like you say you haven't seen in 18 months and it was like you'd not been away from each other it was like you just got back to it it was like okay hey, right this is what we do back in the locker room everyone's you know enjoying themselves and now let's go and beat each other up i on a personal level i'm finding it a lot more relaxed yes not definitely. not in like a bad way like everyone's still doing their job properly but it feels like there's a lot more enjoyment out of it because we're seeing people that we haven't seen in so long and we realise how much it's, it means to us because I think a lot of people were kind of losing that. I think it helped yeah. a lot of people find it again. I think we went through a tough time with everything that went on. You know, we had the pandemic and then we had everything that went on within British wrestling. Yeah. We just went through a really tough time um, and we've come through it and everybody that's, you know, still here and is still is still pushing he's so supportive of one another like it's so different to before although everybody is in competition with everyone i guess you can't go anywhere in wrestling without other people and this is what i don't think people understand sometimes that you need other people to be successful for you to be successful in wrestling because yeah. you can't do it on your own it's impossible so i, I think people have come back and they've everybody's pushing each other everybody's working together and it just feels a lot like you say a lot nicer a lot more chill but in a good way yeah i think it's the the pandemic sucked covid sucked lockdown has sucked but i think it opened some people's eyes and yeah just yeah it definitely it definitely helped me sort of go i want to enjoy this more rather than i want to do this i want to be the best i want to be everywhere i'm i'm very much now no i'm i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna have a laugh with my mates yeah, keep everyone yeah. safe and take a silly bump <laughs> yeah do do you you've got to live your life with with no regrets so you want to get there whatever happens in the end be that you end up doing this as a job or it ends up being something that you look back on when you're 60 70 and say that was cool that i did that 
um you know either way you've got you've got to enjoy it yeah 100 percent um this to be fair my next question kind of relates to this because it's it's about people backstage and things being more chilled and being around people that you like um i asked people three people you think people should watch it doesn't have to be three people. It never ends up being three people. It can be one. <laughs> it can be five. It's completely up to you. But people that you would highlight and say, look at their Instagram, look at their YouTube, follow their Twitter. Well, I'm going to start off with the one, and I know I'm biased, but I've got to say it, and you know I've got to say it, is you've got to say Brady Phillips. Because... The man does not get anywhere near enough credit for what he deserves, for what he can do in wrestling. He, If it wasn't for Brady Phillips, I wouldn't be anywhere near the wrestler that I am today. I wouldn't be doing half of the shows that I'm doing because I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the training. Like, he has done so much for me. Um, you know, with it just with training, with things like psychology, and just helping me with everything. And I get, I know everyone's going to say that I'm biased, and I I do understand. But I think if you spend, and I'm sure you understand because you spent some time with him as well. Yeah. You can, you just the talent that he has is unbelievably so good. He's great in the ring, like really, really good, solid in the ring. He's so like he's the opposite of selfish as well. He's always trying to help other people. Um, he's always trying to push for people to do more and for people to get more. He's, you know, and then he just he's he's so good at what he does. Yeah. And I just I wish that more people would give him the chance to shine because he will be a star on any show that he's put on. He will have match of the night on most shows that he's put on. So I just feel like I just wish people would give him that chance just to just shine a bit more because he deserves it. I'm I'm gonna jump in as someone that's not biased. Um, he's great. Um, I've seen him do a lot of different stuff, and everything he does, he works at. And yeah. he, it sounds really silly, and he probably won't remember. He took over a um a training session one week because <clears throat> Joe couldn't make it, and I still use stuff he showed me in that one session because it's stuck in my head. He knows what yeah. he's doing. He makes think, it seem so easy. And it it's like it just comes natural. So I'm completely with you on it. I think you can, if you'll see, because you train with Joe, I think you can see the influence that Joe has had on Brady as well. Because yeah. whenever Joe tells me something, that always sticks in my head as well. Whenever Joe's given me sort of advice and feedback, Joseph Connors, um, it sticks in my head. So when... Brady teaches. I think he's got a very similar teaching style to Joseph Connors because that's where he's been taught. Yeah. So I think they have like very similar skill set when it comes to training. Um, training is a difficult thing to do. I can't train someone. I find it really hard to sort of get that across. So I think that's a really good skill for, for yeah, someone diff- to have. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. It's a really, yeah. really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah... And then other than Brady, again, um, you know what I'm going to say. Um, Adam Bolt and Jack Tayson, I'm putting them together. They don't count as, they count as one for me. Um, but they're just sort of, they've been working at Hop on, on their gimmick together. Um, they've got Adam Bolt and you've got Adam Bolt with his security big man ink, Jack Tayson. Um, and they filmed many sort of little skits 
some promos and they're always incredible they're hilarious they just they've got everything they they're great in the ring their promo ability is fantastic their chemistry that they've got together um is fantastic and it's i guess it is a tag team but they've got a bit of a different dynamic where adam's you know sort of the boss and then he's got his security so although they are a tag team it's not as straightforward as maybe the other tags if you like so they've got a bit of they've got character and just something different about them yeah um i i really think in the next two three years like they'll be everywhere they just need a few more eyes on them um which they are getting you know they're getting out there um but they will be they'll be massive yeah i recently saw them both at full force and as a double act they are very good it works really well it's it's different yeah so, yeah. I think they're very talented. They're both very, very talented in the ring. But I think they both kind of said, well, there's lots of talented people, so what can we do to make it different? And they've, they've come up with this yeah. this gimmick that they've got, and it's so entertaining. Yeah, I saw them at Full Force. It was a lot of fun to watch them. And I've seen a bit more of uh, Adam Bolt in the ring, and some of the stuff he can do is mental. Oh, he's so talented. I we train a lot with with Adam, um, and him and Brady often do ridiculous things. You know, I just leave them to it, and they're in the ring. And Adam's one of those people who, you know, Brady will say to him, "Do you think you can do this?" And he comes up with some crazy spot, and Adam will say, "Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure." And he just does it the first time, and you're just looking at him like, oh, <laughs> "Stop being so talented." Yeah, when I had him on the podcast, he mentioned about he goes to training and he. Um, and Brady will like send him gifts or videos and go oh yeah we're doing this next training session and then they just end up doing things and learning different insane moves honestly I turn my back for two minutes and I come back and they're doing something ridiculous that they know if I saw them doing it I'd be like stop someone's going to get hurt so they wait till I turn my back and they're doing all these ridiculous things Um, but you know look, look how talented they both are yeah, and uh, Jack as well. So I can't, I can't slag them off too much because it it obviously works. Um, but yeah, and then there's one more I want to mention because she's become one of my favourite people in the world is uh, Chantel Jordan. Yes, and I, I know she's everywhere. I know she is, but she deserves to be absolutely everywhere because for someone of her of her age, she's so mature. She's talented. She's a great person. I just love being around her. She's fantastic. And when I've been in the ring with her, I love the time that I'm in there with her. I would work her every single day if I could. She's fantastic. And the, the more people should be picking up, picking her up. I know she's you know working a lot of places and she's definitely getting out there. She's definitely one of the more well-known women on the scene at the minute, but she deserves it. Yeah. Really deserves it. I agree, 100%. Um, I've known her a couple of years now, and going back to the full full show that um, Adam Bolt was on, Chantel was there. It was her 18th birthday. Yeah. And yeah. she chose to wrestle. <laughs> she chose to come to a show, uh, help set down. She wrestled Dominita. They kicked the shit out of each other. It was amazing. <laughs> And she chose to do that on her 18th because... It just shows you how committed she is, yeah. doesn't it? It just shows you, you know, she's worked to be 
where she is now, and that's why she deserves it. Yeah, she's a very good human. I agree with all your choices. Like, I was, I can't really disagree anyway because it's your opinion. But I heavily agree with you. I think they're three very good choices. Um, Thank you. I've basically asked all my questions. So the next thing is. Where can people find you? Uh, social media, if you got merch they can find, if you got any shows coming up? Yeah, so social media, um, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook is all Ivy underscore wrestler. Um, there is links to my big cartel on there, which has got um, the Pretty Little Killers merch as well, T-shirts, promo pictures, things like that. Um, and then next shows, I have Tidal on Saturday in Leeds uh, against Natalie Sykes. And then I will be at House of Pain on Sunday, the 20, is it 26th? Yeah. So 25th, um, Tidal, 26th is House of Pain. Uh, and then the following week, actually, the following Sunday is Tidal again. So I've got two Tidal weekends. Oh, nice. Um, one show, if I can, just put out there is um, Spirit in in Sheffield. It's their first show on the tenth of October. Um, so they've got together a really good card. The main event is Alexis Falcon versus Brady Phillips. Um, myself and Ruby will be there against Battle Squad Awesome, um, Danny Chase and Diamond Dave Andrews. Uh, but if you can get to there, that would be great because uh, the more support they can get for their first show, the better. And I can personally tell you they're very fantastic people and they're working very hard um, on this promotion. So fingers crossed, big things to come for them. Yeah, awesome. Um, that's everything. Thank you for being a part of my podcast. Um, I hope it was all right. <laughs> um, no, it was great, thank you. Uh, thank you for everyone that listens.